0: Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered podcast. Today, we're talking about making healing a priority. Um, I have Kiana Brown. She is the forgiveness expert, and she she's done a lot. She's um, a pet grooming expert as well, so she's an entrepreneur all around. Entrepreneur, and she also has a she's an author. She's released a series of children's books teaching how to forgive. So, you know, I've got her links linked below. Definitely check her out. Um, She's qualified, more more than qualified. And um, if you want to read her description, it's all in the description box below or in the show notes below, depending on where you're getting this information from. Thank you, Kayana, so much for being here.
1: It's awesome to be here. What an honor to be here. So tell me, now
0: I know forgiveness is a big thing. And is that a big part of healing?
1: Oh, if you can't let it go, you can't heal. So if you can't forgive, you might as well forget about tomorrow, your destiny, because you are allowing it to be stuck in the past. And living life means you're moving forward and being stuck means there's no movement. So in order to heal you got to let it go.
0: And what are some of like the steps of forgiveness that you, you have and that you, you tell some of your clients.
1: Well, there's three things. I mean, there, we can go different ways about it, but you want to reveal it, release it and then regain your confidence. And so. You want me to go into it? Because I go into it.
0: Yeah, let's go into it. Okay.
1: (laughs) So revealing it. First, you got to get to the place of, you know, hey, what's the issue? You know, sometimes we're going through life and we're constantly asking ourselves, why is this thing always happening to me? If it's not with this situation, it's not with that situation. This same thing is continuously happening. It's the same thing with a different face. And so nine times out of ten is that you have not revealed with the underlining issue was and it takes some work you know to get there to say okay Kiana because I like to use myself as a sample what is keeping you stuck what is keeping you bound and you got to kind of like do some research behind that and I'll use an example you know I'm married been married for ten years and I want to say probably about. six years ago, my husband and I, we were like constantly getting into it. And, you know, some of the things that he was trying to tell me was to help me. But I often felt like, you know, he was trying to be my dad, you know, and because I did not have that really close relationship with my dad, I felt that he was trying to be what I never had. And it was like, you no, stop telling me what to do. I felt like you continuously telling me what to do. And he's like, no, I'm just, you know, giving you advice and information. So I had to like really sit with that. You know, why am I getting upset with this man that loves me? That's my husband. That's a provider, you know, the father of my child. Uh, We're supposed to be married, doing this thing called life together. But I keep feeling like he's chastising me and he's, you know, constantly bringing me down. And I had to realize that, out of the relationship that I had with the first man that I ever loved, which was my dad, that he wasn't there, that he did not provide for me, and that he often tried to tell me what to do. But I felt that how could you tell me what to do if you were never there, if you were never a constant? And so here it is, you show up and you try to give me advice. You try to you know, tell me what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, but you weren't there. And so we don't have that connection. And so I looked at the relationship with my dad versus the relationship with my husband. And I had kind of put a barrier in between my husband and I, because I felt as though his comments were those of my dad. And so I had to really look at the fact that, you know, yes, this is a man, but this is not my father. You know, and sometimes we will go into situations not healing from another thing. And because those situations are similar, you know, in a marriage you expect for your husband to care for you. You expect for your husband to provide for you in some cases. You expect for your husband to be that emotional support. As a daughter, you expect for your dad to care for you. You expect for him to provide for you. You expect for him to give you that emotional support. And those things are so similar. And so sometimes in relationships with women and men, they kind of go after what they never had with their fathers. And so that was with the, you know, the situation with me, but because my father wanted to dictate. I now thought that my husband was trying to dictate, but he was ultimately just trying to help me and trying to encourage me in the ways that he knew how. And so uncovering that allowed for me to reveal some hurt that I needed to let go of. But how do I heal from that? And that's your release. How do I release that? Well, first of all, I got to talk to my dad about it. I got to let him know how I felt about that in the past. And then secondly, I had to go to my husband and apologize to him because I was holding something over your head that was never even yours. And so as I took those steps and as I had to remind myself daily that this is not your debt, you know, because we can still easily get, you know, go back to those places because it sometimes becomes a part of your DNA. It becomes a part of your makeup. It becomes a a part of who you are, your personality. You know, you always become on defense because of certain situations uh, that happened in your past. And so it's a constant Constant, constant work. It's not something you say, oh, I really, I revealed it. I know what the problem is. I'm healed. I'm better. You know, I released it. I told them, you know, how I felt. But there's a constant work that you have to do within yourself. You know, when you start to feel like that, write about it. You know, when you start to feel like that, stop yourself immediately. Like I call it my good crazy. You know, I'll stop myself right where I'm at so I don't go back into that. And I'll talk to myself. (laughs) People think I'm crazy, but I'm not. I'm just talking out loud, you know, expressing denouncement, you know, we say that words have power, words have life. And so I'm speaking it that these things are not going to control me. They're not going to come back because I revealed them and I released them and I'm healing from this. Healing is an ever going journey. And then I say regain your confidence. And a part of regaining your confidence is that good crazy speaking out and knowing that you can be confident in relationships, that your relationships do not have to be based upon past inter- interactions, past in, in, uh, encounters with others that you can move on. And so you have to build yourself back up in the area of relationships. And that's working on being able to listen. And when listening, like and for an example, with my, my husband in those conversations, you know I'm able to listen to what he says and not react. And think about what a response is going to be because see, there's a difference between reacting and responding. Right. And so instead of reacting, I've learned to build a way of responding back to him. And that comes with a conscious thought. And so that's how I regained my confidence in that area. So reveal, uh, release and regain your confidence.
0: Now, in the reveal stage, um, you went to the source of the issue. What? if there is not a source left? What if the person that has originally done you wrong or that you really need to forgive is not there?
1: So one of the things that I've learned to do is to write, right? Mm-hmm. So even though that person might not be there, you can write it out. And even if the writing doesn't work, uh, we have therapists, we have sounding boards, You know, a person that you can talk to, Read the letter to them. Get it out. And so that's a tool that I've learned to use instead of you know keeping it because you can reveal it in your mind all you want to, right? It's there. And then it's gonna sometimes be like a splatter of paint. You know, you see the paint, you know the paint's there, but it's not revealed. And until you get that paint remover and remove it all, and you know, that's getting those words out into the atmosphere. It, you'll still be tarnished. The paint will still be there and the pain.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. I just, I know that, um, there's, there's probably going to be a listener somewhere that, you know, it's like, well, they need to forgive somebody that's no longer alive. Um, I myself, I was, <laughs> it brings me back to this story, but, um, and I, I was going through some childhood trauma. And I was dealing with it. And then I was, I happened to be interviewing a medium this day. And um she told me that my grandmothers were there. And regardless if it was true or not, I was triggered. So, so I realized that I had another person to forgive. Both of them are no longer with me. So it's like, and that was like what I had to say. Oh, great, I've got another person to forgive, you know? But um, and it, <laughs> Everybody that had done me wrong that I was working on my trauma with had, had, had already left. And I know how I coped with that, but the listener, you know what I'm saying? They might need to, need to hear it a different way. They might need to do it a different way. And, um, I love that, you know, writing it out, getting it out. Um, one of the things that helps me is I, I like to speak sometimes, and this helps with like camera confidence too, that I I've noticed is like. Instead of writing it out, just speaking it out to yourself mm-hmm. in a camera. Um yeah. and you know, just letting it be out that way. It might seem a little weird or whatever, but that honestly
1: like works for you.
0: Yes, exactly. And but one of the processes, I mean, like this the night before I had this call, I was like crying, I was tears. I, I was just writing. I was, I was just right, because I couldn't speak it was, it was so, it was, oh man, it was crazy. It was a
1: crazy time. And I could laugh, I could smile and laugh about it now. But But isn't that the great thing about healing? Like it might be something detrimental that you're going through in that season, but there's a great learning experience behind that. And so whenever I'm helping someone to get to the other side, you know, I I like to bring a little excitement and enjoyment in it by letting them know that, you know, you're going to feel so much better on the other side. And then when you're going through these different challenges, you'll remember the past, hey, I got through that and you learned something from it. So I kind of like to look at forgiveness as like, you know, this joyous thing that happens you know some people can't look at it that way uh but for me it's like okay when I gotta forgive I'm like I gotta do this thing again like you know God there's a blessing on the other side of it and I gotta do the work to get to it to find out what that blessing is and then in that blessing it it becomes um a mental tool that I can use so that when those things come against me again, it's like this big stop sign comes up, right? Uh, uh, What is it? The scripture tells us that, you know, uh, we can forgive and we can heal, but, you know, you don't remember. I mean, you can remember. You can remember without the pain. And it's like a sign that comes to you to let you know, wait a minute, it gives me this caution. Wait a minute this seems a little familiar and then you're able to assess it and then you can move on from there. And that's the exciting thing because now we don't have to keep going back down, down that rabbit hole again, because now we have the healing that will be our caution and our stop sign. So, you know, get excited about not going back. And so that's what yeah. I like. About it.
0: Yeah. I mean, and the releasing part is so important. Um, that letting go process, like, you know, you reveal it, you, and, but yeah, releasing, letting go. If you need, whatever time you need to take, you need to cry in tears. You need to write it out. You need to scream, you know, whatever works for you. Um, I like, and I really do like that you mentioned, you know, going to therapy, but whatever you do, you know, you, you bring light to the darkness. Mm -hmm. Um, and regaining that confidence, you know, building yourself back up. What are some of the tips that you give for um, regaining the confidence?
1: Well, first of all, regaining your confidence is going to start with the self-love, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't love you, you can't go out there and endure anything. So you got to work on rebuilding that love with yourself, you know? And so whatever area that is, you know, some people need to regain because maybe let's use for an example, they were an abusive relationship right? So now you got to feel beautiful again, right? You got to begin to feel attractive and not just feel it from a physical standpoint, but an internal perspective as well. Because yes, I might look nice on the outside, but my inside is all dirty and murky. So you got to work on it twofold, you know, get, get a, a closer relationship with yourself. Um, There's a therapist that I follow, and I'm not giving him a plug, but I do love him, Dr. Henry Cloud, Uh, and he talks about boundaries, but there's so much more that he does talk about, so if you go to, like, Boundaries That Me, I've gone there, and I've taken personal classes with a licensed therapist where they're just videos, but they're different videos that you can learn to work on yourself, loving yourself, improving yourself, building yourself. And so, you know, taking those steps and and being able to look in the mirror, right? It's literally like going through those courses. It's like taking, looking inside of a mirror and unzipping in yourself and you're seeing the layers of you. And you have to peel those layers out one by one. And then once you're done, zip back up and you're gonna be pure on the inside. Put a little bit of makeup on if you if you like that thing. And then you'll be clear on the outside. So that's one of the things that, you know, I really, really encourage people to do um, in rebuilding that confidence is work on you. After you work on you and build yourself up, I'm not going to say that everything is going to be easy because like in that relationship, with you know, when the woman who's been abused, she has to now be able to trust men or you know, whatever her counterpart is. Uh she has to be able to trust that person. You know, and so now you have to work on being able to trust people. And so that's slowly entering yourself uh into friend Friendships, <laughs> not relationships, but friendships, because friendships, I believe, is the core to the relationship. If there's no friendship, then there's not going to be a relationship, and building that and, and, uh, Honestly, having that boundary in that, because a lot of times in those relationships where women were abused, they allow for people to go over boundaries and you have to set your boundaries. And so that's one of the things you enter into the friendship with knowing that, you know, these are and being really straightforward, you know, not beating around the bush, you know, all those things like that, but making sure that you let people know upfront, this is who I am. This is what I accept. And this is what I will not accept and being firm on that, you know? And so going out, whatever that is, it might've been, you know, a sister girlfriend that you guys, you know, had a, a breakup or whatever. And now you feel like you can't, you, you don't like girls. I don't like girls. You know, I only hang out with men. You get you, you some people out there that, you know, that say, Oh, I'd rather deal with men because they're not, you know, chatty or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so now because of whatever happened in that past friendship, You don't want to enter into another friendship with a female because of whatever happened there. Right. And so in friendships, you got to learn how to set those boundaries and let people know what you will go for and what you want. And so those are some steps, learning to love yourself, uh, building yourself up uh, through some type of therapy or, you know, there are even books that you can listen to. YouTube videos that you can listen to to help build yourself up to be able to sit and peel those layers back and then work on, you know, your relationships, your your friendships, um, building a, a standard around that, realizing that, you know, you have to have a standard. That's a part of loving yourself too. Having a standard about who you are.
0: I'm really big on building your and elevating your own personal standards. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because if you want better, because I'm I'm always after you know improving lives and uh, and you know me, I I love that you touched on healing from in the internal because that's the way to heal. You got mm-hmm. to heal internally out and um, seeing all of the layers of you. And you know, I find that the people that have more experiences have um, more layers. You know that that is the more experiences you have because it, it really. Um, your experiences are what build your life, you know. And yeah. when you've got more, whether it be more traumatic experiences, more joyful experiences, whatever, they both both built in. There's so many layers to to take, dive your into that. take your time.
1: Take your time, because mm-hmm. just like you said, there are so many layers. You can't do everything at one time. Mm-mm. So whatever is the primary focus, whatever is like pulling you down the most. Work on that, prioritize your healing, right? Make a list, okay? Kiana, you know, you've been really successful at being able to love yourself and accept, you know, the presence that you are, right? Okay, so now what do we work on? Do we work on, you know, whatever, X, Y, and Z? And just, you know, kind of go down your list to figure out where you want to be and how you want to heal. And every healing journey is going to be different every healing journey. And that's why I like to tell people that, you know, just because you healed in one area does not mean you don't need healing in another area. Healing is a forever journey. You're always going to be healing from something, whether it's a surgery, whether it's mental, whether it's a work thing, there's something that you're always going to have to heal from.
0: Yeah. It's just how life is. You know, you just keep going through all these different things. And it's like, all right now. And I think, you know, we kind of have to get to a level of accepting that that's just a part of our lives.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. Acceptance is a really, really big word. You know, um, that reminds me of my husband and I, um, I've always had an issue with being obese, you know, being overweight. And so, I told him when we got together. I said, "If you see me getting big, tell me, so I can, you know, so I can work on it, right?" And so, outside of that, I don't know what happened between his cooking and being pregnant and surgery on my knee. Well, let me tell you, I got up to almost three hundred pounds, right? And so, I was upset with him. I was really upset with him because. He didn't say anything. Well, to him, you know, it wasn't that big. But to me, it was like, you know, this, this is not healthy. Like I could barely walk up the steps that we have a split four-year home. It's like six steps. Like I'm out of breath, out of six steps. Like, how do you not see me getting bigger? And so I joined this program uh, that was sort of like a AA program for people who were overweight, real strict, strenuous program. And I've really learned something in that program is that I was looking for him to help me in certain ways that he did not have the capacity to. Mm. He did not have the capacity because that wasn't his thing. And so I had this unrealistic expectation of him that I became mad at him about. Like, you see me getting back, you know, I'm like, really, really? I was like, how could you let this happen to me? First of all, Keanu, you ate the food. You didn't exercise. Why is it his responsibility? You know, so I had to accept the fact of who he was, what his, you know, where his strengths are, you know, where he is and not where I wanted him to be. And so having acceptance over those things, anything, a little thing, a big thing, those are really, really important things is learning to be able to have acceptance. So I accept the fact that he ain't going to stop me from eating. He, he's not going to make me exercise. He got to figure out how to do that. And, you know, and that goes back to, you know, forgiving myself for letting me go through that cycle again of gaining the weight and now having to lose it again. And I had to forgive myself and regain my confidence all over again. So.
0: mm. Yeah. Cause weight loss is, it's a thing, especially in, you know, like if you have lost a lot of weight and then you get pregnant and you gain weight and you don't like that, like, there's mm-hmm. not like, it's not, it's not a fun thing.
1: Absolutely <laughs> not.
0: No, it's not. And it's, I mean, you know, and it's really lifestyle. It's a, it's, it's really a lifestyle thing and making the choices to eat healthier and stuff like that. And I just, it, it's different. It's different for everybody. It really is. Um, it is
1: it's a journey. It's a true journey.
0: Especially yeah. if like food is a coping mechanism for you too. Yeah.
1: You know. And it was. I mean, there were periods where I would go through depression and I would sit there and eat. And I would eat so much till I felt like this really tightening uh pain in my chest that almost felt like I was having a heart attack. And I would sit there and it would go, you know, I would hold my chest and wait for it to go away. And then within seconds of it going away, Olivia, I'm back at the refrigerator trying to put something else back into me, trying to feel a void, you know, and feel better about where I was. Even if I just felt like I was about to have a heart attack. And, you know, you can also kind of like compare it to substance abuse, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. like you just, Want the feeling to go away, so you're doing stuff to make yourself. and I've experienced that too. You know, I, I've pretty much done just about every drug except for heroin and crack. You know, and I used those things to get myself out of the place that I was in. And part, majority of it was being obese. You know, and not having that love for myself. So it was a lot of healing and forgiving that I had to do.
0: I think having self love is one of the most important things that people need to build Mm -hmm. self-love self-acceptance those things that healing is something that is so necessary um and i think that's especially needed in the black community you know um i just just from like doing studies and research and all the stuff and just seeing certain Toxic things that that are, and it's not just our community, but I focus on yeah. that because it's a part, a community I'm a part of. You yeah, know? it's I, what you know. It's what I'm, you know. I'm trying to improve it, you know, and and then just um, seeing it's just yeah, healing because I think 60 percent of African American women are overweight.
1: Mm-hmm. Is a great portion. Yeah, it's higher than. Those who are are actually healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's a part of culture too. Like
1: yes, food. You know the crazy thing uh, in that program that I was in. That's what it's good to. Uh, get into some type of group or therapy because you're able to see things from a different perspective. One of the things that, you know, I really learned and I didn't really pay attention to it is that when we um, are celebrating, we're doing it with food. When you're having a breakup, girl, let's go out. Let's go get something to eat. You know, let's go have some wine. Let's get a drink. You know, when somebody's getting married, there's food. When somebody dies, there's food. You know, food has become the thing, you know. And so the way that that I decide to enjoy life now is let's take a hike. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. let's get into nature. Let's, you know, experience. You know, I like to call nature God's living room. You know, like, you know how you can decorate your living room and it looks, you know, perfect and nice. You go outside to his living room. It is beautiful. And you can go to different areas of, you know, where you live at and no outside living room is going to be the same. And so let's enjoy that. And then you can have something like, you know, a light snack or, you know, make it healthy. Because I promise you, if you're out there. Hiking, you're not gonna want that steak and cheese or them fried chicken wings. You gonna want some fruit or you know a, a light sandwich, something that's gonna you know make you feel better because that will just bring you down, especially off of the natural high that you get from being in God's living room. So, just learning how to you know understand the different things, the, the different elements of life, and how you can change one thing and have an alternate that's gonna be more healthier and more thriving for your life.
0: Kiana I love that you called it uh, God's living room because I love to go hiking I love to I talk about catching the sunset like i'm I love being outdoors like that is one of my favorite and I go to I get a I have a bunch of different parks around me Mm um and you know, I'll, I'll always like, before I get in the car, I'm like, what do I feel like going today? Like what, what is the vibe I'm feeling? And then, you know, I, I, the trees are different at each park, even though they're only 10 minutes apart from each other, the, and even if you go to the same park all the time, throughout the seasons, it looks different. It doesn't, it's Mm -hmm. got snow on it. Sometimes it has no leaves. Sometimes it has, you know, the leaves are changing colors. It's green and, and full it's, you know, colorful because it's spring, you know, you see so, and it's constantly changing, even though it's the same place. Um, And so he's constantly decorating.
1: I love that you said that uh, because it reminded me of one time I was taking a walk and I had noticed that there were no leaves on the trees. And what did you just say? You said that there are different seasons where it might be color, might be snow, the leaves might be gone. There may be leaves. Um, The the seasons are changing. And so I put that in the position of our lives. Like we have to look at our lives like those trees. God, you know, sometimes we're trying to hold on to the anguish and the pain, you know, and and those are the leaves that that need to be pruned away. They need to go away. They need to fall off. You know God is showing us how to live through his nature but we don't pay attention to the signs that are around us mm-hmm. right he showed us that you know there're going to be seasons where you're going to have to cover up right mm-hmm. there're going to be seasons where you have to reveal some things and that's when it's going to be hot you know there are different you know different seasons where you can put layers on Right. You can do multiple things. You don't have to be one dimensional. You can be multidimensional. You know what I'm saying? But every season is not going to be the same and it's ever evolving, ever growing. Right. And so I I love that you brought that out.
0: Yeah, no, I, I that's I'm such the outdoorsy person. So I love that you even. And I agree with you, man. Like I was working a day job. There's always food. And I also work at a fine, time, fine dining restaurant too. There's always food there. So of course in the restaurant industry, but then when I worked, went and had an office job, I'm like, why is everything that we celebrate with food? Um, Yeah, you know, for a long time, cause I, I, I started living a sober lifestyle in October, but it was like, I noticed how much like, oh, let's go get a drink. is such a popular thing. And, um, that that's just the way to deal with most things. Oh, let's go drink. No, 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 That is not always going to be, um, feeling like crap the next day is not ideal. Um, you know, it poisoning yourself is not necessarily yeah. the best thing for you to do. It's like, you're punishing yourself for going mm-hmm. through a breakup. For, for and, and if you're celebrating something too, okay, let's punish myself by, by drinking some alcohol.
1: Because yeah. um, you're going to have the after effects. It may just like a, a relationship or anything spoiled in your life, you're going to have the after effects will appear and it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But it might be when you become 60 years old and you have to go to the doctor because they're saying, oh, you you know, you're having some issues with your kidney. You're having some issues with your liver. Smokers, you're having some issues with your lung. Oh, we notice a lump. We notice, you know, you know, different things like that. And so you got to put those things again into perspective. Perspective is everything. So will you talk a little bit about your books
0: that you have to help children heal?
1: so uh they're called uh forgiveness for cuts um the first one is called yummy hot dogs the second one um we're still you know kind of tweaking it a little bit so that should be out by the end of the summer uh and that's called stones do hurt and then the third one that has not been that It's gonna come after the second one, is uh, I've graduated. And so we're following Jasper through his journey of forgiving and healing. And the first one, of course, it's uh, from a a, a younger Jasper's perspective. And so we're growing with him through his healing as we know that forgiveness is a growing process. And we're gonna have different situations in our lives where we're gonna be able to use our past healing mechanisms to help us in the new ones, but then also discovering that there may be possible new tools that we need to help us develop. And the reason that I decided to write this children's book or this series is because one day my son and I were at home and uh, he startled me out of my sleep, Olivia. I was, you don't wake me up like that. Don't wake me up. So next thing I know is I am you know, laying on the couch, like you know, trying to get my bearings together because I was in like a really good nap, and I could hear him in his bedroom, you know, like making some noise. And I'm like, "What is he doing?" And so, the closer I got to him, I could hear that he was crying, mm. and in those tears, you know, I could hear him saying, "Nobody likes me. Nobody likes me." And so, every time I share this, it takes me there. But in that, I had to go and I had to apologize to my son. You know, I had to let him know that I understand you wanted to wake mommy up, but you startled me and it scared me. And so when I was awoken by you, it wasn't awakened by you. It was not a good feeling. You know, it's like a anxiety type of, you know, scared feeling. And so I didn't want to feel that. And so that was, you know, the human part of me that responded, not the mother, but the human part of me that responded to him. So I had to let him know that. And I had to ask him for his forgiveness, you know, for him to not hold that against me. Because one of the things that I learned is that what we teach our children is how Uh, what helps them to develop to be the person that they grow up to be. So each and every one of those experiences will pile upon one another. And, you know, not to say that we can be positive 100% of the time, but I can make the conscious effort to do the best that I can do to be, you know, to be that positive uh, influence on his life. And so, Looking at me being able to apologize to him and ask for his forgiveness, you know, made me want to really dig into him to, you know, ask him what, you know, do you understand what I mean when I ask you to forgive me, you know? And so we, you know, kind of talked all of that out and, you know, we're we're in a good place, you know, he he forgave mommy, we're all good. Um, But then I started to think about, you know, what other situations are happening in other youth's lives where they're not getting that closure, you know, because a lot of us are not taught, you know, to forgive. And so like I did these videos with uh, some random kids. I asked their mom, like, hey, can I ask them the question, what does forgiveness mean to them? And some of them just answered it with the word forgiveness. You know, and so I felt that there was a hole that needed to be filled. And I feel as if we learn, if we learn how to truly forgive and what forgiveness meant early age, a lot of adults would not be where they are in situations uh, in forgiveness and healing. Because as I've stated before, if we learn how to forgive or if we've revealed and released a situation, then after we've regained our confidence, we're able to see a pattern happening again. And so if that seed was dropped into us at a youthful age, we will be light years ahead and not even have to go through some of the situations we go through because we could see it for what it actually is. You know, um, one of the things that it could help with is bullies. You know, we see a lot of children that go through issues with bullies and then some of them kill themselves, you know, behind what they're feeling. But if you could see what bullying is and be able to know that that person needs help and it's not you. Then that could help you heal and forgive, but also save your life and also help someone else because now you're able to acknowledge and then you can, you know, you can ultimately get a friend out of this or be a friend for them because they're dealing with something. You know, when you see a bully, it doesn't just, you know, Typically, start off with "I'm going to go to school and I'm going to be this big bad person." No, there's something behind that, mm-hmm. and so that's something that we work through. And um, stones do hurt with Jasper. Um, he goes through a situation. I won't, you know, get into it too much because I want you all to get the book when it comes out. But you know, his forgiveness journey grows. The um, the what do I want to say? The um, the level of what he needs to. To forgive expounds. And so he's no longer at, you know, yummy hot dogs, you know, getting forgiveness over eating too many hot dogs and wanting to be selfish, you know, it's growing into this, where there's bullies and you know how does he deal with that his mother walks him through, you know, those situations so That's pretty much what um, this series is about, uh, being able to help children navigate through the power of forgiveness at a youthful age so that when they become that teenager, so when they become that young college student, so when they become, you know, newly on a job out of college, they will be able to navigate through life situations and see them for what they are.
0: That is beautiful. I love that you do that and you provide that to children because I think it's a, we, everybody needs to know, and it'll help with childhood trauma as well. When you can forgive faster, you you can grow faster. And you, you know, we've talked about this. So my last question for you, because I know that, you know, you have, you have a great voice and other people can find you. So, um, tell me a little bit about your healing incubator podcast. Oh,
1: that's one of my babies right now. We're on a hiatus. I'm doing summer right now. And, and, you know, I encourage people to sometimes just take that break, right? You need to take a break to refresh and renew. But that podcast started off as being a tool for entrepreneurs, right? To be able to, you know, get into a space of healing because there's a lot of stuff that we go through that we necessarily don't talk about. You know, people see the the glitz and glam, Oh, you can make your own schedule, you can do this and you can do that. But there is so much that entrepreneurs has gone through. Um, But over time, the podcast has kind of evolved. And I've learned that, you know, healing requires incubation in different processes and periods. And so the different seasons that I was in in life are the different seasons of the podcast. So we hit on more than just entrepreneur journeys. We hit on spiritual journeys. We hit on personal growth journeys. We walk through different books together um, that are uh, uh, surrounded around personal development. Uh, So it's a broad podcast. Uh, We have over 500 hours worth of instrumental tools that you can use. And I just think that it's awesome. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio. We're pretty much everywhere you can find a podcast.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you so much, Kiana, for being here today and, you know, just dropping all these bombs and wisdom and, I'm, you know, helping people heal faster and um, take that time and, and understanding how much that healing is a priority again, guys, her links are in the show notes or the description box below. Thanks for listening to this episode of the empowered woman, badass and unfiltered podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.